0: Welcome back to Not 97. Today's episode has been a long time coming, welcoming a dynamic duo we first introduced to our listeners back in 2018 with their song How To Get By, April and Vista. The DC natives recently released their collaborative EP with legendary Swedish band Little Dragon. We talk about how that partnership came about, producing the record in Sweden and their joint tour we discuss the influence of the DMV and the DIY mentality that drives their artistry as well as the importance of cherishing the moment letting go of the pressures of perfection and embracing opportunity live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources this is not a podcast this is not a radio show this is not 97 enjoy hey april and vista Woo-hoo. Welcome to Not Ninety Seven. <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time coming.
1: It really has to
0: say that. Oh yeah.
1: I feel like we've been planning to do this for like half a decade now. <laughs>
0: half
2: literally? A decade.
0: Nah, literally. Like <laughs> I was looking back on when we had Doinita on Not Ninety Seven, and mm-hmm. she Amazing. played a song of yours, and that was. 2017 wow, wow. or 28 maybe 2018 but yeah five years ago
1: okay wow. the before times the before the times, before times. <laughs> yeah the before times <laughs> so how also shout living?
2: out to her she's amazing shout out to doing it for, <laughs> for
1: real yeah we're doing good we're getting no sleep at all um as i was saying earlier <laughs> our diets are miserable right now yeah but we're just, we, yeah. we're just really grateful to be back on the road though there was a time where we didn't, you know, we were really trying to get shows during the pandemic. It wasn't happening. And, you know, it kind of went through our mind like, dang, are we going to be doing this again? So yeah. to be back on tour the Little Dragon is a dream. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're just super excited. And I would like to give us some more credit. We have tried to have a better diet. I, Except I for last night, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a weak
0: will. But this is, <laughs> this is the end, so you guys can can let go a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. give us some credit, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I do want to get into everything related to Little Dragon and what's going on right now, but before we fully get into it, take it back a little bit because randomly, not even like, not even thinking about it this year, I've sat down with a lot of DMV artists. Mm. From, like, I think the first one we did was Dreamcast Mo. Okay. We had Alex Vaughn up here. Okay. Reggie Becton. And through that, just kind of, like, learned a lot. Heard a lot of stories about the DMV. And and whenever I think about DC, I always think about y'all. And Mm y'all ride for, like, DC super heavy and have for so long. And I feel like so much of your story is rooted in DC. Mm -hmm. And so I just wonder kind of, like, what you know what it means for you to come from dc and what you think you know the dmv has like shaped you and and your music
1: well the the dc scene is so close knit everyone knows each other or is 1 degree separated from each other we all come from like that diy show culture so to see anyone you know rise from that is like seeing like a cousin succeeding yeah. So we're always like extremely excited to hear about somebody, you know, going out and doing something. We're always a little heartbroken when someone moves. <laughs> but the older I get, I realize, you know, I'm learning that, you know, you you've got to you've got to grow. It's shaped us tremendously. We are DIY to a fault <laughs> because of the, uh, the the DC scene. The resources aren't plentiful, but because of which us and all of like our contemporaries in the scene are just super scrappy. And I think that comes out in our sound too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We don't take no for an answer and we definitely don't give up. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like the spirit of the area instilled in us and how we kind of like move. So like whenever we have an opportunity, like for example, this tour of little dragon, we're like, we're going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. But it's happening. Yeah. You know, I'm going to find the resources that I need to get it done. And that's the kind of thing that we all kind of take with us. And I think we, it comes from not only like your family and your surroundings and your community, but it's like just the spirit of the area also.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every show, after every show, is like one giant like Skillshare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're always like, like talking, finding out what each other are working on. And, you know, that leads to collaboration and, and friendships. Yeah, I love the scene. It's like morphed a lot over, like since I started, like first, you know, first entered in high school. But it's awesome to see the people I came up with doing cool things and seeing new generations of young artists doing the same things that we were doing in like, you know, the new DC landscape. Yeah. I mean, looking
0: back on like, those early days, or even like back when we're talking about like five years ago when when we first played y'all on not, I feel like you guys, what's been like incredible to watch is just like the progression of your guys's sound, the progression of your visuals, live show, all of that. Every time you guys release something, it's like a clear evolution. When you look back on that, what are like what do you see as like the biggest pieces of like how you've progressed or evolved? whether it's like how you approach? Your music, your perspective on, like, industry shit, or even just, like, creative process?
2: I think we've learned to let loose Mm. more over the years. Because when we first started out, you know, we took, we always take ourselves very seriously. But now looking back, it's like, "Mm, I think I was doing, I was going a little bit too hard. And so much so that, you know, we kind of missed the fun. Yeah. We were so focused on being as official as possible, having the most well-oiled machine that we could possibly make in a DIY sense, of course. But I think out of all of that came, like, a yearning to just be a lot freer. And I think that that's something that we learned from collaborating with other artists. Like, for example, like, working with Little Dragon, they are very free, very, like, you know... They don't stress about things and watching them do that kind of like flipped a switch in our brains like, ooh, you know, you actually don't your your process doesn't need to be painful. Yeah. And you know, that's something that we talked about a while ago. We were like, our process is pain. <laughs> we're masochists in the sense that everything needs to be perfect, it's painstaking detail. But then, you know, you kind of miss the fun and you kind of don't pay attention to the energy that you're creating and that, you know, the music sounds pristine, but when you think back on your memories, like there's been shows or recording experiences that I actually don't remember. I blacked out Mm -hmm. because I was so painfully focused on what I was doing that I don't even remember what happened. And I, you know, over the years, I think, especially for me, I've learned to let go so that I can enjoy it and be present, and stay grounded, so that I will remember this moment, so that I can reflect on it in a meaningful way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think she nailed that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, pretty much. I think, yeah, when we first started, we were like, deadly serious. Even before we had any music out at all, we would meet at a Five Guys, over by Union Market. Shout out to the five guys. Shout out to the five guys. With a a a notepad coming up with like marketing plans and stuff like that. And we would do that after every session we would have over there. And in the before times, we were so... In the before times. In the long ago days, we were like so focused on like how to navigate the industry. And God, I I get a a headache every time I say that word now. Yuck. Because... (laughs) It it kind of just, it just, you know, sucks the fun out of creativity. Once we, we, we hit a wall around the pandemic and, you know, just kind of like burnt ourselves out and we just kind of like, you know, made a vow to ourselves that we would make sure to, you know, care for our creative selves more. Yeah. And in order to do that is to, you know, just, you know, find the joy in creating again and not so much in... You know, who needs to see this? How are we going to get this to this person, to the you know, or to this group? Yeah. So that was a a massive turning point once the pandemic hit for yeah. us. And I feel like we're kind of getting a second chance to do it uh yeah. a healthier way.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know I and I think that I've also maybe this is all baked into that. I heard you guys talk about like that what you're saying about that perfectionism of like doing every like the DIY to a fault where it's like we were doing everything and then maybe it maybe it was early maybe it was really like pit of my pit of my dreams of like letting more people in like embracing collaboration more is that fair to say like really like that letting go is like also just like letting go of like holding on so tight and like bringing more people into the process
1: well, that's something that we're still kind of working on pit of my dreams we well in our yeah pit of my dreams we worked with a string ensemble for the first time We brought in our friends to you know help with like instrumentation instrumentation, drums things like that but we're still like super self-contained in terms of writing i think the little dragon project was like our first like true blue collaboration yeah and we're looking forward to like experiencing collaboration more but you know we just wanted to be like that it was such a like even like you know, melding of the minds. Yeah, that's that's one thing that we're it's is gonna take more time for us to, yeah. you know, you know, figure out. Yeah. But it's working with our friends with like helping out on our project with things that we can't do ourselves, like instruments that we don't know how to play, is, you know, happening more and more, especially with the new body of work that we're working on now.
2: Yeah, we worked with like An ensemble of singers.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's not my first time working with singers, but it was my first time like bringing like my good friends into the fold and like translating like our friendship into like a creative thing was really fun. And it also is like this new project that we're working on. That's the spirit of it. It's like collaborating With people that you love, and then using that energy to to and pumping that into the music, because then I feel like when people hear it, they'll hear that sincerity, and that's also like part of the process of like letting go of the perfect. Yeah, I think is a really big theme, and then just like diving headfirst into like just your first thoughts on things, like well, how do you feel when whatever it makes you feel immediately, roll with that. Yeah. Because people will understand when they listen to it. They understand that it came from your heart. You know, I feel like that happened with the Little Dragon collaboration. All that stuff came from the heart. We would come together and be like, let's just make something totally from scratch today. And then just, like, come up with things on the spot. We were not trying to make something perfect. And we joke and we say that we just, like, kind of threw it out into the atmosphere. (laughs) Like, do what you will. But, yeah, really, it's like, you know, this was... This big ball of color that we just kinda of like threw out there and let people trust, feel. Trust yeah, just yeah. trust that people will feel what we felt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays we aren't that lock and key with like our demos and stuff too, the way we used to be. We've got a, a couple of like really close friends who have heard like our songs from the bare basic of it all the way to completion. And their input has been great as well. You know, we'll We'll play an early draft of something and just, like, read their facial (laughs) information. If they don't bob their head, then I'll just, like, my ego will be shot and I'll just take it home and keep working on it. But (laughs) that's absolutely helped. Our friend Foster is is our photographer. He's been traveling with us for most of these dates on the tour. And he's been one of the people who's been, you know, just providing input on everything that we've been doing this past, past couple of years.
2: Foster and Jane.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And our homie Jane. Jane. So that's one of those, you know, the ways that we've been letting people in. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't not doing that at all for like Pit of My Dreams or "Or You Are Here.
0: Yeah. And I know that can be like scary, but also liberating when, yes. when it happens. Mm-hmm. My last question before we get into full Little Dragon era is about Live from the Pit. Because I feel like that was kind of like a representation of that process that you're talking about, having singers, having other musicians come in and um, creating, like, that special moment. And I know, like, I'm a sucker for a live session, you know, and, and live show, like, essentially short film. Yeah. Like, that's what that felt like. And I wonder for you guys what – why was it so important for you to, like, show that? And, and what was the process of, like, creating that? Because I feel like that was a – uh deep process
1: yeah well it a part of it was we weren't getting booked (laughs) (laughs) at At all at (laughs) all we were wondering like what's going on we just put out this project it's really good why are we not getting any shows still so we got the idea to you know record our own live performance to as a way like show you that we can put on a really good show yeah you know we're good musicians live we this was also yeah at 2021 is when we shot it. A lot of people were doing performance films because a lot of folks weren't performing. My biggest like critique of a lot of them was that it was all the performance films were, were on a stage to no crowd. It was really traditional in this non-traditional era. And we were like, you know, we've always wanted to, you know, kind of like break that format and create something fresh that made sense in the time. So yeah, we got the idea. We connected with our friends at Crew Films who shot it for us. That's where we met our friend Foster, who takes pictures mm. for us now. Our engineer, Javon, recorded the whole thing.
2: He did the work of like three people.
1: Oh, like three mm. people. And we
2: DIY'd that entire video. Yeah. If you watch it, all the equipment, we sourced ourselves. We went through, re- We I had one rehearsal with the string players, just wow. one the day before. What else? We we the director and their crew did a fantastic job, but they were like a three three person on production and yeah. like two people on Those stills. Were like
1: skeleton crew.
2: Skeleton crew. And we yeah. DIY'd that joint. We found a warehouse in DC. There was no AC. It was extremely hot. I was wearing a lot of heavy clothes yeah. and a big hair. <laughs> we will <laughs> never do that again.
1: But we always try to punch above our weight. Like we Yeah. Look at our favorite acts, like the really huge people who right. are obviously unattainable. But we're like, I want to make that, too. I want to get as close to that as we can. And we're a little bit delusional. <laughs> so we try. And, it, it, you know, it came to that. I think around that time, like, Moses Sumney's Black Alicia came out. Right.
2: And we were watching a lot of the Radiohead live A lot sessions. of Radiohead,
1: not thinking about how much they probably paid for it. We were just thinking, okay, that's doable, We we could figure out how to do that. We could do that. And then, but yeah, we landed with Live from the Pit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, to me, it's like a
0: really special body of work and also something that obviously like the music lives forever. It's always going to be there. But something like that is such like a beautiful representation of like that moment in time and something for anybody that sees you opening for Little Dragon now that just learns about you and goes back and is like, oh shit, watch this whole thing.
1: Yeah, it all just comes back. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. We're really happy about how that came out, for sure. Another reason why we did it is because, yeah, Live from the Pit and Reinterpretations Mm. was, you know, we needed to, you know, keep life into that project. We didn't want to put it out, and then it just disappeared because people have shorter attention spans. So, and we couldn't, we didn't want to just continue to just press the same, you know the same song, singles. So just, we spent like two years just trying to reimagine it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So looking at right now, the, you know, Slipping Into Colors Out collab. Yeah. You guys and Little Dragon. I know, It is it, I think I read that you met them from like, oh you opened for them at one point and got connected with them. Yes. Yeah. It was the like 20,
1: 2018.
2: The craziest story. Like we, We're getting ready. I was getting ready for work. I was living in D.C. at the time, George Avenue. And I'm sitting in my room, getting ready, and we get this email. And our manager at the time was like, check this out. You just got a message from Little Dragon's manager. I was like, get out of here. We go in there, we look at it, and it's like just like a one sentence. Hey, would you like to join the guys on tour? Days below. Yeah. I was like, this is a cruel joke. Who would find like our favorite band and like pretend like come on like who is this guy?
1: Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't a buttoned up email. It was no. like hyper casual. Yeah,
2: hyper casual. So it,
1: it yeah it really could have read like a scam email. Uh, well, you know, for you, sure. with those
2: with the like there's like a space between the, the right. period. and you're like well, I don't know about this one. <laughs> so and then we had to look up. We looked up the email and found out that is in fact their manager's email and we actually got asked to do this. And so I just started crying. I was just like, I can't believe this. What? What is going on? And I had to go to work that day (laughs) with this news. But after that, we met them on, it was like a small tour. We only did like three, we we did four, four shows, three cities.
1: No, it was, it was, uh, we did DC, we did Philly, we did New York. That was it. We did, that's all we did?
2: Mm-hmm. And then we did two, we did two shows in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's why that's what made it feel longer. Yeah, okay. and they were small rooms, but it was an amazing experience. And they were just so kind. And ever since then, we kept in contact. And it was kind of like a surreal moment. I remember when we before we walked into the first uh, venue, I had to call my sister, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't want to go in there. Yeah, I was afraid. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm not cool enough. And we walk in and they're just so chill and you know, we hit it off um right on right during that tour, which was nuts.
0: Yeah. Super nuts. And then eventually they invited you to come out to Sweden mm-hmm. and Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they I think it was their manager first who like pitched the idea. Yeah. It, it, was, it seems like their manager is just big ass fans of
2: y'all. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's awesome. Shout out to guy, Shout he's out to awesome. Guy, yeah, and yeah, just a sweet person. Yeah,
1: and they have a great relationship too. Like they've got a manager they can trust with you know <laughs> providing ideas and stuff. Because right. when when he like pitched that to us, we were like, "Are they into it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> do they want Are to they, see they us they to pop up at their studio? Together? Yeah, but we did that. We flew to Gothenburg." And we they have like this huge studio, like warehouse building Sick. that they every room inside is rigged and, and ready to go. Like if you want it to record, you can do it on the spot. And we'd never seen that before. And it also gave us like new goals. We were yeah. like, oh, wow. They live very regular lives. Like they just live near their studio. Everyone lives near each other and they just bike to the studio yeah. and just create, you know, like very low key and so we spent about a week and they have like a sleeping area in the studio because they used to live in that space years ago and so we stayed in that room and they would come through every morning and we would eat breakfast or brunch or depending on how late it was yeah food together and then we would just make music
0: amazing Mm
2: -hmm. and hang out they would show us around we went and saw we met a dancer named Mona and she had a recital. We went to a recital and they scored it. It was oh, beautiful, wow. yeah. It was just a wonderful time. It was like a really big, like, creative playground yeah. for a
1: week. I always joke with my sister that Gothenburg looks like a giant DuPont circle. <laughs> it does. In D.C., the whole Gothenburg. So it looked really familiar. Yeah. But it's it's a really, like, nice town. We always think about going back and, like, staying there a little bit longer. So, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. We would create until they had to pick up their kids. That's when, <laughs> yeah. that's when the session ended every you know. day. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Or we would have family dinners sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. It was just a wonderful yeah. time. It cool. And it's, like, it also just showed us, too, it's that, that theme about letting go and just, you know, enjoying the experiences that right. life brings you. That's just one of those moments where, you know, I I realized myself like I need to slow down. Yeah. You know, and just accept that these things can happen. I think when you're on the DIY grind, DIY grind, it's very difficult to just accept that opportunities can happen for you because you're so wired to have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're why you you just always expect to not have all the time, yeah. And so, that was one of those moments where it's like, hey, an opportunity came up to you. You followed through and made it happen. Now you get to sit in it, and it's okay. It's nothing's going to happen to you. It's not yeah. going to get taken away. You're, you're yeah, here now. Like, you made enjoy it. it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's okay.
0: Yeah. And
2: it's like that was like you know, and ever since that moment, and all these ex- experiences that we've had since then, I try my best. To remember that, you know, no one can take this from you. And, like, anyone who's, like, watching this and you're DIYing something and it feels like you're, it always feels like you're deprived when you're working and doing everything yourself because you're like, ah, I have to do it myself because I don't have anyone helping me. You know, just know that once you get those opportunities, because they will come to you when you're working hard, do not rob yourself of that moment. Yeah. And do not you know uh, be so get so used to having nothing in your hand that when you act someone places something in your hand you don't know what to do with it mm. that is very important because it, that will keep you grounded it'll keep you grateful and then you will start to feel confident that you can feel confident in your abilities to follow through and carry out ideas
0: yeah yeah I mean I, I mean I think that's like a, an incredible perspective to have. And very valuable for like anybody that's in any creative field. Yeah, because I mean, like they've been around for nearly like two decades, mm-hmm. you know. And they've been making they've been making music and, and touring for that long. And I know you guys said kind of earlier, being on tour with them has almost been like having, like having mentors or like you know just I don't know big siblings or something that you can like look to and and can review what what you've done and and kind of get some advice on how to move forward. And I wonder like kind of j- even just what that relationship has been like, like, I think that's such a unique relationship that a lot of people don't get to have.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's cool. We after before and after every show, we hang out, you know, we talk about how the, the trip was cause we're traveling separate. We have joke about the sound in the venue after our set we go back and then we like pump them up before their set then
2: they pump us up too
1: they pump us up after the show we like we all kind of have like a debrief on how it sounded how did you feel out there how was the crowd we joke about places where we like hit wrong notes and stuff (laughs) like that and then you know we talk about you know what we're gonna do the next show
0: yeah you
1: know things that we're gonna you know we can do to, to, to it's particularly with us how we can you know improve or, or do something different
2: mm-hmm. i love their production team because they'll take the time to show us how to condense things or give us advice if we are stuck on something because we're still figuring out like how to configure ourselves yeah in a way we don't have like a team of people like you know, setting up our stuff for us. We have to do it all ourselves. And so they watch that and they're like, okay, so you can rope these together. We just learned about looming, (laughs) looming our wires yesterday, which we'll need to do. But I think the biggest takeaway that I'm going to dwell on after this tour is just like before this experience, you know, I've always like longed to have someone to guide because when you're DIY and you're doing it like your way, no one can really tell you the right way to do things. Yeah, And a lot of times, like I have siblings who are, you know, they're academics and, you know, you go through very rigid schedule and like, you have like a advisor and things and things are kind of like more structured in a way you still have to figure things out. But like, sometimes I feel so like, unequipped you know and don't have like someone to say hey doing a good job like that was fine like you're doing good sometimes we work hard and then like it's silence and we're like I hope that was the right thing to do so during this tour just having people who have gone through it just look at you and say wow that was a good job or wow you that was a good idea that you just did or I went through this and this is how I dealt with it. And, um, and you're doing something very similar. Good that good on you. Just having that feedback alone is it makes like, it kind of like validates <laughs> your yeah. experience
0: no, yeah. as and, an indie
2: artist. Like, oh, okay. Like I'm doing something right.
0: Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you said before where it, you, that experience then allows you to cherish it a little more yeah. because you don't feel as like,
1: I'm shooting into the void or, exactly. or doing it alone.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I
0: yeah. definitely feel that.
1: It's funny we joke every after almost every show we have to make a trip to Guitar Center.
2: Oh <laughs> I hate that place.
1: Like yeah, we we thought that we had like the perfect like most efficient setup. But then after every show, we're like, okay, no, I need a Y splitter. Oh, I need a patch bay. Oh, I need this. We this.
2: have we have a totally different setup that we did in the beginning of the yeah. tour. And that's okay to do, too, like to other artists watching. Like, if you have to change your setup or do something to improve it, that's totally fine. Like, things yeah. are fluid on the road.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't
2: have to be stuck and married to one way.
0: Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, tonight's the last show. Yep. So I guess, like, <laughs> how's it feel? Uh, you know, like, this is how many dates was it? Like, 10?
2: Uh, it's actually days, 13, days. Dates. Yeah. 13
1: dates. 13
2: dates. Because yesterday was 12. And, like, we're doing New York twice.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a big day. It's a big day. But you know what? Uh, I'm right now, I'm not nervous. Right, <laughs> right now, I'm not Have just, you been getting
0: nervous before shows?
1: Oh yeah. I, you know, the very first show, because, you know, before this tour we did, maybe we did one show this year, one show last year. And that was that since like 2019 or two shows last year, I think. But before the first day, like the nerves were crazy. I was like, why am I doing this? Why do I put myself through this? I could be home. (laughs) But like you know since then it was just a matter of like relearning how to like process those nerves and like sit with it now it's i'm just really excited before every show i go in i like to look you know see how many people are in the crowd sometimes i'll go out to our car to get something and i'm like looking at the line right and that's really exciting so tonight i love brooklyn steel too so i uh, I'm like really excited to like take it home. I'll be sad that it's over, but after you know killing so many like really important shows like the d c show was a really huge one for us. I feel like if we could knock that one out the park, then you know everything else is easy, and we've just been getting more and more comfortable on stage too. So with these little challenges that we give ourselves to do on stage, i like I look forward to giving that a shot, yeah. So that's how I feel. Are you? How do you yeah. feel?
2: I'm. I'm. I'm like excited to like just go out with the bang. Yeah. But I'm also kind of sad about it because like I didn't want it to end so abruptly. It wasn't really that abrupt, really, because it is a short tour. But I did, I I have this like fire in me now. Like I feel like like he said before. Like I feel like this has been like a second chance for yeah. us to try this again, but with a new attitude and, like, a renewed mindset. And so now I feel refreshed. You know, you're supposed to feel, you know, tired after a tour. And I'm tired, but I feel, like, spiritually refreshed. Yeah. And I'm just, like, very, like, fired up and ready to get to the next thing. So I'm kind of, like, sad that the performances are over because I feel like, you know, just watching – um watching the dragons each night getting to to talk to Yukimi about like vocals and stuff and like working those things through her has renewed like or strengthened my confidence in myself and so like i'm feeling like i need i want to do more yeah after this
1: and we've been playing like a bunch of uh, not a bunch a few unreleased songs from the next project just Mm -hmm. testing it out another way that we're like opening up and those have been getting really good reviews. So I'm excited about going yeah, on. and have finishing been asking. them.
2: People ask us; as they send us DMs, like, what was that song Ooh, you opened with? Like, I love. you're that. not going to be able to find that one. <laughs> That's, good,
0: That's great. Someone posted you our set. Someone Shazam's a song and yeah. it doesn't show up? Yep. You're like,
2: yep. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it'll come out soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, our set's on setlist.com now. Yeah, which I'm like, why do you care? And it, the setlist is just, question, just question mark, question mark, whopper, question mark, cooperators, question mark. Bye. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward to like going home and finishing the stuff that we've got. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. testing out new stuff when we hit the road again or do mm-hmm. do some more shows. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think that's our goal is to finish the project.
1: Finish the project.
2: We keep saying that. <laughs> finish the, finish the project.
1: <laughs>
0: Amazing. I can't wait to see what's next for y'all. We always end these interviews with a song to play it out. Nice. So you guys get to pick Ooh. Can be anything you want to highlight of your music and just let us know why Man. you want to pick that song. You could have a little powwow if you okay, want yeah, to. Totally.
1: You're
0: just going to look at each other and figure <laughs> it out? <laughs> Very
2: telepathic.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. On, on the count of three, we'll just say a song. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> quick draw. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm not counting yet. Wait, wait, wait. I got to think
2: of it. See, first. that's not quick draw.
1: Uh, this yes, right. I'm doing the step back still. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. right.
2: Twelve steps. <laughs> 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 All right. Ready. One. One two. Three. Cooperators.
1: Conceivers. Wow. Oh, close, close. <laughs> Dino. So hard, so All right. I'll I'll concede. Cooperators. Cooperators. <laughs> I like cooperators. I love both of the songs. Why did you choose Cooperators? Because
2: it sounds like the credits. Like, I've always mm. imagined that that song would be at the end of a movie. hmm You know? It just sounds like that. You know, It needs yeah, to be that.
1: Like, thematically, I would go with Cooperators. I chose Receiver just because production-wise, it was just, like, the most out there thing uh, at, at that time for us. But Cooperators, I love, like, I love that because I feel like it encapsulates how we... Or at least how I felt during the pandemic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in between jobs or furloughed like everybody yep. else. Yep. And as you know, pursuing artists, just kind of wondering why I couldn't be like my friends who weren't musicians and had jobs mm. and were like really we're stable cool
2: with it. and like, chilling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were like comfortable with like cooperating with society
2: <laughs> that's why it's called that
1: yeah. uh uh-huh. and i'm like man i just this is just not working for me and life would be super easy if it did work for me yeah so i think that's like the that's the perfect you know pit of my dream song so i will go back to i'll, I'll choose cooperators <laughs> nice there you go <laughs> i just chose receiver because i snapped <laughs> but cooperators is better <laughs>
2: This is April. I'm Vista. And this is Cooperators.
1: We're well, not 97.